Welcome to Message Received, the podcast series from Audience Communication and Events. We've created this podcast to fulfill your needs to learn about internal communication, leadership, resiliency, work-life integration, and to help you get the most out of your team and your organization. We hope you love listening to this series as much as we've loved making it. Thank you for subscribing. We are really excited to bring you our multi-channel approach to communication. My name is Natalie and I'm account manager with the audience team in Basel. And today I'm really happy to have to record a discussion uh, with Moira, who is a, a productivity coach and who, who facilitated a workshop with our team at audience a couple of weeks back uh, around capabilities, uh, capacity and capabilities, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and maybe Moira, do you want to say a quick word to introduce yourself? Uh, yes, thank you. Um so I'm Moira, uh, Moira Scott, and as you say, I'm a productivity coach. And what I do, I tend to work with people who've got too much to do in the time they have available and um, help them manage their work in ways that help them get more done in less time with less stress. That's awesome. And I'm pretty sure that um, some tools and techniques that we're go going to talk today about are of interest for everyone. <laughs> um, the situation, I guess, that we are in today um, in a global pandemic, uh, most of us working from home, mm -hmm. um, I guess productivity has become a buzzword and a, or a very important part of what we want all to achieve. Um, maybe can you speak about a bit on your side what what is your definition of productivity? Okay, so yeah, I've been thinking about how, you know, how to define productivity. And one thing I always uh, want to kind of like get across is not about working harder or working longer or trying to cram more things in. So um, in order to get more done in less time, it requires a different approach to the way that you work and um, stepping back and looking at things differently. So uh, it's really about leverage and it's about having the uh, bringing your wisdom to work so that um, what you spend your time doing is the things that are going to have the most um, impact or effect. So, um, yeah, so if you can do one small thing that's going to have a bigger impact, that means that you can spend less time doing it rather than cramming everything into your day mm -hmm. and uh, sort of feeling really stressed and not necessarily achieving as much as you could. It's yes. kind of taking a different approach. And you, you mentioned the, the capacity versus uh, capability. And I think that's really important thing to think about because uh, one of the things with people who've got too much to do in the time available is sometimes they're taking on too much. And that does actually affect their kind of capabilities to get it done. And um, there's a, this difference between the two things. So I do a lot of work that sometimes I call it capacity building. And um, to, to make the different definition between those two things um, clear is that you might be capable of doing something. It doesn't necessarily mean that you should do it. Mm -hmm. Perhaps, you know, choosing what you spend your time doing is something that's really important. Yes. And, and to illustrate it, I think what a definition I came across that was pretty interesting is productivity is also what you can do, but what you what you do, but what you don't do as well. So I think at some point you need to choose um, what are your priorities and what yeah. you want 
to focus your time on. And I guess everyone um, in the business today, whatever the industry, you have tons of things to do, little things, big things, important, urgent. So there is this, and I know we've been talking about, you know, the urgent and important matrix, for example. Mm -hmm. But I guess today we have to maybe take time, you know, maybe stop and take the time to reflect on our day ahead or our week ahead and, and just plan this a bit in our in our mind so that we are working in a more sustainable way. That that absolutely is uh, true. And what the, I think the um, what I spend a lot of my time doing, or if if I could get one thing across to people that I work with, and there's lots of tips and tricks and ways that you can improve the way you're working that will will definitely support you and support this. But it is stopping and taking time out to think about what is important. So um, prior, everybody knows that they should prioritize, and everybody knows that it's a good idea but people find it very hard to actually do. And that's the kind of conundrum people get stuck in because the busier you are and the more stressed you feel and even, even the feeling of not of having enough time to do things will has the effect of on humans, and they've done scientific tests about this, mm-hmm. it has the effect on humans of making us choose less impactful work. We will just go and do something that we know we can do that is we can tick off our list and will make us feel a bit better and we'll feel like we're getting through something. But if you'd taken a time to step back, it wouldn't necessarily be Mm -hmm. something that was important Mm -hmm. and wouldn't necessarily move you forward. And we all tend to do this. It's like a kind of human tendency and it's battling that, battling our own tendencies in a way to stop when you're busy to think about Okay, you know what am I, what am I going to be doing? What is important here, and uh, counteracting that. And I think it looks it it even looks like business today is is becoming a standard. Like you know, in our super like the environment we are in today, everything is is rapid um, speed. You know, it's, it's speed oriented. Everything goes fast. It feels like if you're not busy you're not in that train kind of, you know? Um, So I'm just also wondering how people can maybe reflect on that and, and just understand that it's not because you're busy that you're doing good. I mean, we need to be smart about how we spend our time um, and, and maybe also the connection with, you know, all the, the technology that we have today in our lives. Mm. I feel like um, you were you were talking about ticking the box. Um, I've 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 done some research and I'm, I've seen that the we have in our our brain, the human brain, this completion bias. We love to tick tick mm-hmm. things off, right? And with the the use of the social media everywhere, you feel like you're doing something. You, for example, checking your notification. But you don't. You're not actioning anything. In fact, so totally. I'm also. Yeah. I'm. I'm thinking a lot about the the impact of the technology that we have, that we are using without even thinking about it. Like we do accept the by default setting mm-hmm. without thinking further about it. And um, and maybe it's. I don't know from your work if you have example of experience of people who are struggling to kind of switch off. Um, 
to take the time to think or to take the time to work, in fact? Yes. So um, some of the most effective work that I do is it's essentially forcing people to stop and think about it. So I would uh, run a, a workshop, used to be in person, doing it online mm -hmm. now, but which um, it means that they're not working, but um, it's like they're not doing the content of their work, but they're thinking about how they work. So it would be getting people to rearrange their inboxes so and change some of the default settings in the inbox or in the in the usually it's outlook but you know in the kind of systems that they're using and realizing that they can control that mm -hmm. and then it's just taking that little step back just to kind of talk about how you're doing things is really insightful because we 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 are so busy that we're not we're not doing that we're not stepping back and having a think about it but in fact very few people are taught how to work and everybody learns on the job and we all pick up habits and just that observation of what we're actually doing. So I can ask people, so, you know, what do you do when you first arrive at work in the morning? And it's like nine times out of 10, that is, they will check their email. Emails. <laughs> so what does checking your email mean? What do you actually do? And it's not a question that you think, well, what do you mean? I just check my email. That's what I do. It's like, yes, but what does that mean? And how do you do that? And it's that slowing down to kind of go, oh, yes, well, you know, I kind of glance over everything. I pick on a few. I respond to ones I think are quick. Um, there's these little kind of habits that you get into that are unexamined. So um, by talking about them and often talking about them in a group, you discover that other people have a really different different way of going about it. I and mean, there's definite habits that lots of people have. Checking the email first thing is definitely one that it comes up a lot, but um, there's the, you know, but I do this or I do that, or I don't, you know, and to have your mind opened out to there's different ways of doing things helps you sort of examine what you're doing. And some of the things that people are doing are working for, for them and, and do work, but, um, and, and great. And it's great that they share those things with the other people in the room, but um, there's a lot of that sort of self-administration of your own work. It's uh, you're very in a silo with it. So um, it's not something we tend to talk about with other people and it can be really instructive. And that exactly. sort of peer to peer learning. I mean, certainly with something like, like Outlook, it's like every time I talk about it, I learn something else. It's got loads of functionality that um, most people don't know about. And um, I think it's really interesting and really helpful to just, just examine it. And mm -hmm. from that examination and, oh, there's this example, there's this way of doing it. You can then go, oh, okay, so I've got more options here. And that, just to look at the assumptions you're making. So you were talking about speed. And one of the assumptions of digital communication is that because you receive it, it's so instant that you must respond instantly. And it's just an assumption and it's not necessarily the case, it doesn't always happen anyway, but um, that assumption can be really detrimental to mm -hmm. your focus, for example. Exactly, I love what you say around building habits and um, we've talked a lot around, yeah, building new habits um, within within the team at, at audience. And I believe that they are, we can, all discuss those items and you know share our own way of doing things and by sharing this we're able to compare and see 
you know, that they are, as, as I was saying before, not only accepting the default setting, but also uh, thinking about it and, and being, uh, being smarter about the way we are working. And this will, this definitely helps, I guess, the productivity, right? It certainly does because you can, you've got ability to choose, you've got ability to decide what's important. You've got ability to choose that you need some time to focus and, um, focus time can be very productive time. Um, having a plan means that you've got at least an idea of what you want to do that day. So I, I think we took, we talked about it last time we spoke, but one of the default um, settings, a change is, I'm going just talking about email again, but is to, um, Firstly, you turn off your notifications. So if you haven't done that, do that. It can transform That's your dumb. whole experience in, in life. Um, and uh, for all the people listening as well. But the other thing is, to in and you can do it in Outlook, is you change the settings so it opens up in calendar instead of straight into your inbox. Mm-hmm. I love and- that tip when you, you mentioned it last time. I was not able to do it. Oh no! <laughs> so we need to dig deeper into want, that. <laughs> we will talk about that later. You can, you definitely can do it. Um, it might be the Outlook three six five version, but uh, it it is possible. Um, and I can, you know, we can share how. Um, but what's interesting about that is that it's like if you have a plan and you look at your plan, and this is like it's none of it is rocket science if you step back and think about it. But if you get you get into work and you don't have a plan you go to look at your inbox straight away and somebody's having a kind of meltdown about something, you can get drawn into that drama. <laughs> so now, it's as if people are making your plan based on their plans, right? Exactly. So it can be, uh, so email can be a real place where you can get sucked into other people's agendas. Now, sometimes it's important to get sucked into their agendas because it matters, but sometimes it isn't. And it's having the discernment to choose between the two. So if you've got a plan, if you decide it, it's really important that you write a report on Monday morning and you get in and you look at your calendar first, you go, oh yes, I've decided to write my report this morning. That's really, I've decided it's important and I've put some time in my calendar for it. Then you look at your inbox and somebody's having a meltdown about something. At least you've got a conscious choice going on. It's like, do I drop what I plan to do because my boss is having a meltdown about something? Or is it something that I really need to give to somebody else because this work is important? And you've got that choice. Whereas before, if you hadn't made the plan, and you hadn't looked at your calendar, you could just be straight into it. And then the morning's gone. <clears throat> and it's like, oh, hang on. oh God, I haven't done that. You know, so it's about it's about just being more conscious and more aware and, you know, as I say, using your intelligence. As if you just fly along by um, what shouts loudest, then your intelligence kind of lost and you're kind of buffeted. It's not a satisfying place to be. So Moira, I think we've been talking so far on, on how to um, kind of, review or think about our work a bit differently um, I'm pretty sure that most of the people who are listening to us um, might be struggling on a daily basis to prioritize you know, you know the work that they have in their mind but the work that they have to do for their colleagues or for for the client so um, what would be um, could you please share with us some techniques that you have to prioritize to actually 
prioritize the work? Are you um, recommending to use a matrix? Are you recommending um, to just list to do a to do a to do list? Or what would be your approach for someone who has a lot of things to achieve during the day? Um, so it. To be honest, it doesn't really matter how you do it. There are lots of tools that you can use. So we talked about the urgent important matrix and that's looking at how you spend your time, excuse me. <clears throat> that's looking at how you spend your time and doing things, you know, it's best to be spending your time doing important things. No, it's like not rocket science, but there's two different kinds of important things. One are the urgent and important. That's a kind of crisis. A lot of people get stuck there um, just dealing in crisis. And um, if there's a lot of crisis is going on, then when you don't have, when you've got a bit of spare time, you kind of tend to go off and do sort of unimportant things just to give yourself a break. And actually it'd be more more beneficial to have a proper break so um i want to discuss break later on yeah okay well. <laughs> we're going to break it's a prioritize i'm slightly getting off the point so you can use the urgent important matrix and make sure that what you're doing is actually important and not uh something that seems urgent and important we have a bias towards urgency you know doing things that are urgent mm -hmm. we we almost can't help ourselves but it's not necessarily the case to do to go do that um we just have that bias and you kind of really need to think and stop and kind of like assess and so you can have just the, if i can add something around that i guess there is also um assumptions around urgency because what may be urgent for you might not be seem or be labeled as urgent for me so maybe when you're working with teams or or, or a team or a colleague or a client may you kind of define that what does urgent mean to you? Because urgent, if I get something urgent, it means I'm dropping everything I'm doing to do that. And maybe if you label, um, if you get a request that is labeled urgent, you said, oh, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take care of it today. So our definition of urgent is different, right? Exactly. So it needs, you know, you need to be sort of thinking about how, you know, which things you're choosing to do. So in terms, there are different tools, like there's um, thinking about it with the effort impact matrix, which is looking at what requires the least effort, but has the most impact. And mm -hmm. what things do you actually need to put the effort in to get the impact and what things are just kind of time wasting. And there are um, the 80-20 principle, which is things like you're going to have 20% of your um, or 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts your interest, or 80% yeah. of the money from 20% of your clients or 80% of the problem from 20% of your clients. And so that if you're able to control that, you might want to get rid of that 20% mm -hmm. of your clients that's causing 80% of your grief. So those are different kind of tools for looking at it. But what I find the most effective um, is when when I work, I actually use blank playing cards, which you, you can buy on eBay or Amazon or wherever and um you use them because they slide around but it's to get if you can to get things out of your head so that you can look at them and so that's why you know it's just sit down and write a list is great if you can sit right down and write it out on you can do it on post-it notes so everything has got it so you can reorder them reorder, in front mm -hmm. of you it's a really effective thing to kind of get them out and to look at them so you've got everything you have to do out in front of you like on the table and you can really see the sort of scope of everything that's going on. And um, from that, one of the ways we so you can organize it is like, what is it that only I can do? 
And what is it that somebody else could do? So that means that there's some things that somebody else might be able to help you with, mm -hmm. right? But there's and some I, things. Mm? And I think that people also have a tendency nowadays not to be able to delegate and to, you know, do it. Oh, it's, it's quicker if I do it by myself. Whereas if you think a bit differently, you said, okay, it can be quicker if I do it by myself, but someone else could do it and it could benefit this person to know how to do it. And it will, you know, um, reduce my stress because I don't have to think about it anymore. Absolutely. And so it's, a, it, again, it's a little bit of a trap that some people get into. Um, if you are that person who is unable to delegate and is holding on to all the work, essentially, you're becoming a bottleneck for your organization. Yes. And it's stopping things moving. So you need to kind of get better at delegating. And there's reason, you know, there, there can be reasons why, you know, you're, you're, you want to do it, you know, make sure mm -hmm. that it's got done the way you want it. There's all sorts of reasons why, but it's worth a addressing those. Plus, if you are pushed for time, the things that only you can do should be your priority. The other things you should be able to get help, help with. But I've done this exercise with people. And for example, there was one woman, she'd sat down, she'd written out all on cards, and she'd covered a, you know, goodly desk area with all these things that she had to do. And one of the questions is like, you know, is, is there, is there somebody else who is paid to do this? Right. So it's like, these are the things only I can do. And that question, she looked at it and she was like, oh, my God, you know, actually half the things she'd put out on the table weren't her job. Mm -hmm. She just felt that she needed to have complete kind of control and oversight of it. And she just felt that she needed to have it on her plate. But she didn't. There was somebody else whose actual job it was to be dealing with it. And it was, you know, she just just cleared up half the cards and just go, right, okay, actually, I don't need to worry about that. Wow. And, um, you know, you, you might have to ask how it's going, <laughs> or you might have to know what, like having a system in place so that you're tracking what other people are doing for you is important. So um, you might need to set that up, but um, you don't need to do everything. And that, mm -hmm. that can help. Um, and that can help with the prioritization. Um, and, and Moira, do you think that people, do people have to do this on a daily basis? Or it's when you do the exercise once, then you just realize, oh, yes. And, and, and then it gets into your mind and you don't have to think about it and you can easily prioritize. Or is it something that you would tell, you would recommend someone to do every morning, for example, to just. To, nope. to a certain extent, mm -hmm. I would recommend once a week having a good think and a good sort of, good. and, you know, like once you've decided what it is that you're going to, you know, that's really important is to plan it in to make sure you've set something, you know, I kind of call it the, you know, the big rocks, like the things that really need to happen that are going to be hard to do because they're possibly not urgent. They're things mm -hmm. that are building for the future and very impactful work and putting those in makes so that you prioritize them um, and doing that like once a week that's what I recommend now once you've done that you know the, on a daily basis yes I mean, and most people kind of do check in with what they need to do with the day and it's perhaps being a little bit more thorough at, and making sure that it's if you don't do something you know sometimes you can plan something in your calendar and for whatever reason it doesn't happen. And it might be a very important reason that it has to be sort of moved on, but 
it's remembering to just move it on and just having a system in place. So any productivity books that you will read will recommend you get things out of your head and into a system. And so and that is there. The system is there to support you in not forgetting things that you really need to not forget. <laughs> and just, you know, if you sat and you thought about what's important, remembering that. So just having ways of reminding yourself what you need to remember. So our, our human brains are not that great at remembering things when we need to remember them. They're very good at remembering things, but not in a kind of handy uh, sort of way so we did we create systems and you know systems aren't complicated it's you know a list it's a calendar it's it's you know that's pretty much it and some time to kind of review it and make sure if you something hasn't happened that you're carrying it forward just looking forward a bit if you know looking at what's coming up so that you've got time allocated for it it's it's not complicated but it can go out the window when things get busy and um, this, this, this battle against the busy and, you know, obviously when it's safe, for example, if you're, if you're running events, you know, when the event is happening and the run up to it is a peak time exactly. and you have to operate fast and, and, and it tends to take over, but it's recovering again afterwards with those and making sure that you put in that recovery time because uh, you kind of need it. And if, if you don't, it just gets uh, more and more chaotic and untidy and, and you'll just end up going faster and it's it's harder to work. I use the, there's a couple of analogies. One is the, um, if you're a wood, wood chopper and you've got an ax and you're chopping wood, you need to stop every now and again, sharpen the ax. Otherwise you're carrying on working, but the ax is getting blunter and it's more effort and it takes you longer to do the same amount of work. And the, the other one is if you think about a professional kitchen mm -hmm. is at the end of the day, they will return it back to ready to go. So it will be all tidied up. Everything will go back into its place. So they know where everything is and they start the day clean. They don't go into a messy kitchen and try to cook from there. So it's, there's a couple of yeah, visuals. I, lo I love the illustration that you were um, uh, giving Moira. And I think that nowadays we're not, taking enough consideration into the breaks and the, the, the quiet time that we potentially need after a very effective period of working or thinking. Um, I, I had an interesting, I went through an interesting course lately, uh, which is called Reset. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I've learned a lot around how to build time in my calendar to actually work, but also to take a break and, and, you know, either go for a walk, go for a run or do something else so that your brain is kind of, you think that your brain is, is in a pause mode, but it's not really it's still processing all the work that you've been doing. So can you tell us a bit um, about, you know, what could be some good habits throughout, towards uh, dealing with your agenda, for example, or your emails. I think people today are really, the emails and the, the calendars are two major um, tools that we're using on a daily mm -hmm. basis that, that have, I guess, a lot of traps. Um, so can we talk a bit about that? Um, yes, absolutely. I'm a big fan of breaks, um, not because I'm a lazy person, um, but because, as you said, it's a chance for your brain to reset. 
And one of the things that I love to recommend, and I personally find very, very useful, it's called Pomodoro Technique. And um, it's, uh, has, it's based on your uh, conscious brain as a prefrontal cortex, its ability to concentrate, um, which is at about, so it can do it for about 25 minutes. So um, if you want to work at your optimum, um, the idea is that you work for 25 minutes and you have a five minute break, another 25 minutes, another five minute break, and another 25 minutes and a longer break. So that's mm -hmm. basically 90 minute chunks with two five minute breaks and then a longer break in between. And that rhythm is your brain at its optimum. Uh, you can work beyond that. Um, there is a risk that you might start making mistakes. And so it starts to kind of cost you because you're not able to quite concentrate as much as you'd like. So that's one rhythm that you can bring to your calendar, which can work really well if you need to concentrate on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, another, as you, what I really liked about what you said was that when you go for a walk or for a run or you go do something else, that your brain doesn't stop working. Mm -hmm. Because you think that, oh, well, I've stopped working now and I'm just being lazy and having a break. But as you go for a walk, the conscious brain gets a, it has to concentrate on walking, which is much more relaxing for it. But the rest of your brain is carrying on having a sort of sort through of things. So it's, it's like, I think it's like, like a, it's like, you know, like um, coffee grounds settling. It's like, or sort of things sort of like the, the things that don't matter will sort of settle down and move out of the way. And what does matter kind of floats to the top. And, you know, that's why people have great ideas in the shower. It's exactly. there's, there's, your conscious brain is distracted and the ideas just then can just float up and it's like, oh, right, you come back to your desk and you say, right, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really easy as opposed to like, you know, really constant, what should I do? Mm -hmm. This or that, this or that, weighing up the options, like, you know, really doing that kind of behavior. It doesn't actually help go for a walk, come back. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah. Not always, but you know, you've got better chance. So it's, it's really important to kind of like create that rhythm for yourself in the day and not just assume that you're some kind of machine that can just go on and on and on. Assume that your brain just will just keep functioning. It just, it won't, it, it needs won't. to refresh. And, 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 and the risk, and I think we're seeing that a lot in our society today is, is the burnout, right? People are just burning out because they're so busy. They're, they're, just going from a task or something to do to another without any breaks, without stopping, without eating, without sleeping. And I mean, we are, we are a human body, right? We need to eat. We need to sleep. We have like natural needs that people just tend to forget because they are so busy. And I, I know that, you know, getting back into, into your body and I know you're doing um, also you're teaching yoga and you're doing, um, how can I say like my teaching mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the well-being is also something it's very individual because what, for example, I need to feel good might be different from you. But I think people just need to be conscious that they're not machines, right? They're human, they're not, human no. being that and needs. You know, what, what happens is that, you know, you, your body will tell you. Oh, and of course. Ill. And that, that's what happens. You will. And if you're not careful, you can end up in hospital. It's, it's quite serious. If you ignore the warning signs, if you just push through and push through, you can do it for period, you know, like if you have an event like, you know, or something, you can push through to a certain extent, but you can't push through constantly. It's not, it's, it's not sustainable, right? No, no. And you will, you know, you just get ill. 
And it, you know, or you find that you have a, you know, worse, you have a breakdown or you get proper burnout, which can put you out of action for a year. And you may not ever be able to return to your, the job that you were doing. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a risk and um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely you've got to make sure that you're working sustainably as well. But if you are use your, you know, this is the why, if you just stop and think and make sure that you're doing the work that is really of the most effective work you can be doing you can actually do so much more than somebody and be much more effective than somebody who's just burning themselves out Mm -hmm. in a crazy way so it's it's worth doing sure I've um I've implemented a a technique that works fine with me and maybe I can share it with you and, and our listeners maybe it can work with for anyone else I'm trying to block an hour a day, which seems a lot, I know, Um, but an hour a day where I'm not going to do any meetings, where I'm going to shut off notification, phone, Teams, we're using Teams internally, um, anything, and, and just take this time for deep attention work. So where I need to put my brain into action um, you know, and, and think about a solution for a client for an event or to think about planning um, planning the different activities of an event, etc. So I would use this time. So I've blocked it into my calendar as like busy hour mm-hmm. um, when something is like, uh, let's say an invitation is coming from someone else. I usually I will decline it if it's in that time, except if it's the highest priority of the day. You know, sometimes you have to be flexible as well. Um, but I'm using that time and it's uh, it's um, usually uh, from 11 to 12. So today is, um, it's this time slot that I've chosen to talk to you. But I think it's uh, for me, it really works well. Um, but basically, I'm blocking this time. And right after, I'm trying to have lunch so that mm-hmm. I have this period, period of time where I'm going to, you know, be very concentrated, very focused. Um, and then a little like a break and have, have, have lunch and just you know think about something and then go back to work um so that works fine mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not I cannot say that I'm able to do it every day um but I'm trying to stick to this as much as I can there, there's different ways of approaching it one of the examples I use a lot is um it was uh, a very busy manager and she would come in to work in the UK fairly early eight o'clock and she but she began to which just right that's it I'm not having meetings before 10 o'clock so really she's only taking an hour from the working day but because she made that a rule she got herself two hours of focus work every morning and then after that all the meetings could happen and she was available and and all of the rest of the day would happen as it did but she'd taken that time and she'd made it regular Mm -hmm. and she'd informed her team that that's what she was doing and grace basically gradually everyone that's they worked around that and knew when she they they had plenty of time when she was available and were able to kind of Mm. not be a problem and sometimes kind of creating a regular time is really useful but you're just not available other people the other one is that as a senior executive who had a weekly meeting with Clive and Clive was actually her cat, but she would never miss the meeting with Clive. And only nice. uh, PA knew that that was who Clive was. Oh, awesome. So, you know, that's, and she, you know, very, very senior person. And you know what, very, you know, people who are very successful 
are the people that have done these kinds of things mm-hmm. that's what I think it's also important to, to know because when you when you're younger you think well I'll just work harder and harder and harder mm-hmm. and I'll prove myself and it's like there comes a point where you need to change your approach and if you want to carry on and kind of reach the top this is what people are doing mm-hmm. they and really I are the, the workplace um, is also changing due to with the impact of the of the of the you know working from home and the global pandemic and i've seen a lot of companies now you know changing the culture of the workplace and trying new things for example uh no meetings on fridays so yes. um you'll have meetings all week uh, to connect with your team but friday or blocking just i'm not saying friday is the day but blocking a day where you say okay during that day, we'll try to limit the number of meetings so that we can focus on work. Um, and I think as for an individual or a company, we now need to experiment and experience those things, see what works, what doesn't. Um, but the way we used to work and used to be productive is not going to be the same moving forward. This is I, I, um, another story was I uh, was a lawyer who um, at her office, um, the Internet broke or the server broke or something. Oh my they God. had no email. Oh my God. Like, no, they could not work. So they're all in their individual offices like lawyers are. And um, they all sat there pulling their hair out for about 30 minutes and then realized they had to you know, pick up the phone and come out to their offices, offices and talk to people. But they got so much done on that day that they they implemented the no email Fridays. There are companies that exist that have no email until after two o'clock in the afternoon. And it's realizing those things happen and are effective that can start, you know, you can start to experiment with them yourself. Whenever you're, one of the things I say is like, when you are taking time away, if you're saying, right, we're not doing this on Friday or we're not doing meetings before, um, 10 a.m. is whenever you take yourself away, you need to make it clear when you are available. So the focus is always on I'm available from 10 until 5, mm-hmm. anytime you like. Yes. And that's the focus. That's what you communicate with people. You don't tell them, I'm taking this time away from you. They're like, ah, but we. <laughs> and uh, it's just the way you can do it, it's like you always balance it by making yourself available or working out having a rhythm to that as opposed to. I'm available all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm never able to focus. And that's how a lot of people are operating, but you yes. can, can, you know, you can change that and not necessarily a whole Friday at a time individually, but you know, an hour is possible for most people and uh, it's experimenting with that and seeing what's working. Experimenting, I would say in, in baby steps. Um, not everyone is like, I don't think people are really uh, comfortable with changes and, uh, you know, doing too much changes um, in, in their daily life. But when you see, I guess, when you see the benefit and you are, you realize that you're working in a more sustainable way, this is making the difference. And if you're able to do it in a way that, you know, feel like you've got all your energy and you're calm, you're going you're gonna to be making better decisions. Yes. There's no totally. doubt about it. Totally. Great. Um, Moira, is there anything else that you would like um, to share uh, with our listeners today? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, so much. But, you know, the key, <laughs> things, the key things would be to take take an hour a week to, to do. I call it it's like tidy up, think, plan and think. So there's planning, t- just kind of making, you know, getting your reset, getting everything back to where it should be and um, thinking 
um, thinking time is the thing that most people complain about not having. So you have to proactively create and make that time for that mm. to happen. So M do make that. a habit. Make a habit. Make it a make, habit. Yeah. Just do it. If you forget one week, just do it as soon as you can. <clears throat> just get into the habit of that. It will change your whole working life the most effective way. The other thing would be to turn your notifications off on email. Yes. <laughs> Those two things are my top tips. Top tips. Thank you very much, Moira, for um, having this discussion with me today. It was great talking to you and I hope we'll have another discussion soon. I hope so too. It's uh, been a pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Message Received. Don't forget to subscribe and keep a lookout for the next episode.